a Radio 191 FM podcast. Do I have a bloody treat for everyone here? I have got the incomparable Charmian Hughes in the studio with me. Hello. Hello. It's so lovely to have you. Um, Yeah, we're just really lucky to have you. Well, it's really lucky for me to be here. Third time lucky. Indeed. Three times to New Zealand Three times. It's an obsession. It is, yeah. Um, Well, Charmian here is a... And you can be embarrassed by what I'm saying right now. It's very much talking you up. But you yeah, can okay. Um, legendary comedian, storyteller, and self-described emotional vampire hunter. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sharmin is doing her new show, uh, What Not, for this year's Fringe Festival on the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th at 8pm in the Fringe Festival Club on 20 Princess Street. Um, you've travelled quite far for this festival. I have, yes. I've come all the way from London, from South London, a place called Peckham which is uh, quite a funky place nowadays. Hell yeah. To bring my comedy to you. Oh, wonderful. And it's a very unique brand of comedy as well. I'm reading about you was awesome. Like, you oh. nice and eclectic. It's very cool. Well, I, was, I, I, I see myself primarily as a stand-up comic, um, and I've been doing it since my late 20s. I've been doing it for a long time. My late 20s was last century, quite a bit <laughs> last century. Um, but, uh, yes, I'm bringing my new show, Whatnot, and I... Is that a word that you use or hear a lot in New Zealand whatnot? Hmm. It's it's not that commonly used. Um, there isn't really a word in New Zealand for like a thing that you're not really sure about. Yeah. Or a thing you can't be bothered to name. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. sort of neglected things. So um, how would you describe whatnot as a concept for your show? Well, I think because the word whatnot often refers to things you can't be bothered to give a word to. I identify with that quite a lot, being a whatnot. <laughs> and especially nowadays, um, we have got the freedom to like give ourselves strong identities or, or proclaim our identities in a way that we've never been able to do before in history. Um, and I think that's really fantastic. But if you're someone like me who has so many identities, like... Oh, well, I don't want to give too much away about my show, but let's just say I'm, I'm British, but I was born a German by accident. Oh. Um, and so things like that really muddle my sense of identity. And if you, you don't know where you've been, it's quite hard to know where you're going. So I thought this word whatnot could unite all humanity um, <laughs> for the, the bumbling idiots like me. Oh. Um, bring about world peace, maybe. That's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you're never going to know unless you go to the show. Absolutely. So, exactly. 24th, 25th and 26th. But um, like you said, you've had quite an interesting life. Mm. Um, I understand you've performed in some interesting places as well. I have. Well, I started doing stand-up by accident at a peace camp against the American oh. cruise missiles when I'd had some brandy and other things that I can't <laughs> specify. <laughs> Do you want to influence the young people broadcasting standards yeah. and i thought i can do that so i got up and tried stand up and i mainly do stand-up clubs but also even though i'm a great age um i regularly compare the comedy tent um every year at the glastonbury festival um i've i've done my comedy in a prison for lifers people serving oh life they were so grateful that i was there they were like a captive audience <laughs> um, and they were really sweet and, and the Houses of Parliament in London Blimey. for women in the Labour Party they were a bit earnest um, <laughs> because nobody wants to look as if they're laughing at something inappropriate they had to keep ah. their dignity of course, um, it wouldn't work with the Conservatives I'm sure <laughs> and of course New Zealand I performed in New Zealand um, 
and sometimes I've performed in people's houses like last year yeah I was on my way back from New Zealand I went to Australia for the first time to Melbourne and a friend runs a yoga yoga studio and they were going oh you know come and do your show that was last year's show so I just did it in their yoga studio to lots of very serene people (laughs) (laughs) bit of giggle yoga I like that good exercise yeah that's so cool so I think from hearing that, it sounds like you're a bit of like an, an everyman comedian. Like yes. Everyone can appreciate. Yeah, every woman. Exactly. Every, <laughs> every, every person. Every person, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope Definitely. so, yeah. Well, that's really cool. Um, so, like you said, you're, you're a fringe veteran performer. You've yeah. done three fringes yeah. in Dunedin now, and you've done plenty over in Edinburgh as well. Yeah, loads of Edinburghs. That's, that's so cool. What's the allure for performing at the fringe? What is it about fringe that's got that sort of, you know... Well. I, when I was younger, I kind of imagined in the future that I'd be like a novelist. Ooh. But when <laughs> but being a novelist seems such hard work, you've got to write it. It's got you've got to type it up. It's got to be accepted, and then it's got to be sold, and then people have got to review it. And that comedy is a much shorter process. Indeed. You get up, you do it, and you can see what people think of it straight away. It to me, I feel often that I'm kind of unburdening a lot of my soul um but at the same time i'm connecting with people because it's amazing how much everybody has in common especially like i think i have a really eccentric family background you know i'm a half child amongst many siblings and Mm. i find that most people have got that kind of life and we're all bumbling around um so yeah i'm unburdening myself and hopefully getting paid for it (laughs) <laughs> That's an, I mean, it's just, it's just a perk, really, isn't it? And I'm, I'm giving my audience psychotherapy. Oh, God, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's very cheap psychotherapy. Yeah, very cheap. Very exactly. cheap. God, yeah. I did the psychotherapy on your behalf, so you didn't have to waste the money. I oh, know. That's, that's beautiful, because you paid top dollar for it, Dan. Uh, oh, I bet, that. I bet. <laughs> um, what's the allure for performing in New Zealand for you? What is it about New Zealand that kind uh, of always wanted to come to New Zealand because when before I became a performer and I was doing jobs office jobs and kind of felt I didn't know what I was doing or where I belonged after I left university in the UK oh a Scottish university just so oh, if any Scottish lovely. fans I was at St Andrews before the the princes made oh, it wow. famous um, in London I met a whole lot of New Zealand bar workers and they became like my best friends showed me cool. how to party and then they <laughs> bummed off back to New Zealand <laughs> breaking my heart and I almost followed Ooh. I know and I was, had lots of what ifs what ifs but I didn't and they came back to London lots of times and then three years ago one of them was having a very important birthday party and I got the round robin Facebook invite and I thought bloody hell I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to New Zealand to her party I wonder if I can do a show there and there was Dunedin Wellington and Auckland all happening and I did them all and I had Blimey. a fantastic time, so I came back the next year. That's so awesome. And then I understand that in your second year, you weren't able to go to the Milford <gasps> Sound, but... <sighs> I didn't get to Milford Sound. Well, I arranged to go to Milford Sound, and um, the bus forgot to pick me up, so I was oh. stranded. They made up for it. They took me to other pla- wild places like Bluff 
Oh, and wow. in for cargo, I lived, I'll tell you, I lived. <laughs> um, but this time I was determined. So I, uh, I booked it all in advance. I went to Queenstown where everybody was, all the young people were jumping off things <laughs> in an alarming way. Um, and I went to Milford Sound. I went on the, the young person's backpacker bus because I like to have fun, even if it's just me. And you always think, people think you've got on the wrong bus and the young people think... <laughs> God, I hope I don't catch age off her. <laughs> Jesus, oh no. And I think you should be in the seniors. But then you look at them and I mean they have they're not they haven't come all the way to New Zealand on their own to do a comedy show. Exactly. They're bumbling around in kind of groups and you know, I love Milford Sound. That was so wonderful. Oh, I'm glad to hear. Beautiful. It was just and and strange and melancholic as well. Mm. I like things like that. I was going to say a lot of people when they describe Dunedin as like a city, they can't quite put their finger on it. Mm. Some people say it's you know it's maudlin, it is melancholic. It's you know it's a bit gothic. Or and some people like it's just so full of life. Like mm. when you when you come to Dunedin, um, I yeah. love. It's my favourite. Really, it is my favourite because I like the that it's a bit cooler the temperature. I love your open air swimming pool. Um, oh, I love that. How about the beach? Yeah, and oh, I love the wonderful. vintage shops. Um, and I love the place where you can eat the fish. You know that place, the fish and chip shop? And they yes. Do, oh, and I, there's a shop next to it that does 1950s stuff. Do you know, I, the, the crap I bring back in my suitcase, <laughs> old tea tins. Um, and I love that it's kind of based itself on Edinburgh, but got it slightly wrong. Because <laughs> it hasn't taken into account the different levels in Edinburgh. Um, and it's just a bit wacky. It's beautiful, really beautiful. And the people are great. And so intelligent and discerning Ooh. when they go to their comedy shows. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> and they really can pick and choose a good comedy show. Yeah, oh, they do. Oh, they exactly. do. And they, this is yeah. a great comedy show. They do, they do. That, yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's got the best university, apparently, in the country. Oh, stop it. <laughs> With the brightest students. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I do. And, and, yeah. Definitely. Well, um, in your plan for the rest of your trip, yeah. you've got... Three shows coming yeah. up. Very exciting. Are you heading back off to England after that? Or well, are you going to do I'm going more? to Melbourne for a, a week on the way back. And I'm oh, just doing a few 20-minute comedy spots in the clubs for the festival. And then I'm going home. I've got, you know, student-aged children. I want to see that they uh, haven't, you know, done stuff to my house. <laughs> um, but actually, I start my Dunedin show on Sunday. But Sunday tomorrow I'm going to Christchurch for two days. Uh, I'm doing my show... I don't know because, you know, t terrible, tragic events. We're trying to raise money, um, you know, for the victims of the horror mm. and all the people involved. Um, whether it's, you know, it's at the same time as other things, I don't know. But one thing is that I was traveling in Northland with my friends. They showed me the beauty of New Zealand and these lonely, desolate places. And I was thinking, God, isn't it amazing that bad things don't happen here like they happen at home? Mm. And then that came over the news. And but beyond the despair, um, you know, and the tragedy and the sorrow, the kind of amazing response of the people of New Zealand and of your government, you know, is a lesson to the world in how to kind of, you know, bring people together rather than start blaming everyone. And mm. and it could, you know, in London, that would have been very soon become an even more toxic situation. I was going to say something. I mean, it's you can't say that it's good company. The response has been magnificent. Anyway, just thought I'd say that. Oh, no, thank you. That's very kind. I yeah. think a lot of people who come over here do feel the same way about 
how peaceful it is. So yeah. any disturbance of that is quite scary. Yeah. But again, you know, testament to, you know, bloody can-do Kiwi attitude, yeah. you know, yeah. everything's yeah. on the up. Yeah. Um, but to go back to the what not label. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed this, to be honest, reading about, like, your sort of, your thoughts around this. Yeah. If I... How would I know if I saw someone who was perhaps an you know unrealized <laughs> whatnot, and they needed they needed a hand? Well, I tried to think as myself as young twenty something, you would have known by my my strange attire. Uh, I would have been trying to look cool. I would have probably been wearing a berry and sunglasses in gloomy yeah. London. Wouldn't be able to see where I was going, <laughs> and um, and I used to wear things. Um, that I thought were really groovy, even if they didn't fit. And I don't necessarily mean if they were too small, but things like shoes, if they were a pair of shoes I fell in love with, I didn't really worry about what size they were. <laughs> and I often had things like bleeding feet, or I was oh, falling geez. out of, I know. I thought, I'm so sexy, limping a lot, or shoes that were too big, or I'd come up with it. I went, <laughs> had a boyfriend that we went to Berlin after the film for like a week when I was about 20 um, after the film Cabaret had come out so oh, I thought wow. I said, you remember know the film Cabaret I thought everybody in Berlin although it's 50 years later must look like they look like in the film Cabaret and I went wearing a lime green corduroy flared trouser suit oh, incredible and lime green eyeshadow oh and everybody stared and laughed at me oh what you walk that was down in right now, you get you, a good response. I mean, that was the 70s. People had no taste in the 70s. Agreed. And that was definitely being a whatnot. But I was actually trying to be something. Oh, I wanted to project an image. I'm a cool person. I'm, I know what I'm doing. But it was very obvious that I was just... I'd kind of taken on too many identities and uh, didn't know what I was doing, really. Hmm. I think that... I mean, then, for people who are perhaps worried they haven't quite picked something off felt a certain mm. way is this show the best avenue for someone to discover their whatnot it is the best way to discover your whatnot because we are all whatnot and when you take on like a strong identity and think oh god i'm safe i can now say i am this person you're then actually really stuck with that mm. um and it can be an entrapment and you know, we're talking in our society a lot now about fluid identity, whether it's sexuality or gender. We've never had that before in history. People stuck in their ruts. And whatnot is the truly fluid way to be. That actually people don't it, people don't need to know well, that's how all five people don't need to know. I don't mean that. That's <laughs> like you don't need to tell us about No, it's actually we can be ourselves. We don't have to explain or justify ourselves. Um and uh, we can be whatnot. Oh, God, yeah, I reckon. Yeah. So to everyone listening who might, you know, be on the fence, they've got a free, you know, yeah. evening on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. they're like, what oh, am I going to do? Well, come down. Great. And it is, to me, it's the funniest show I've ever done. It's complete stand-up. There are no props. Often, oh, wow. <laughs> my shows feature baby accordions, <laughs> bra bunting, I, exotic dance. Your show last year was yeah, the bra show, bra, it? Yeah, it was. It was the bra show. And it was... um. I uh, yeah, no, I like that show, but if there were there was a lot of there was cert that was a real whatnot show because I had there was a lot of stuff there was maybe a bit too much stuff going too, you know like too many identities going on in that show and this one is a very um, people identify and it's a really it's all everything I tell you will be true. Um, and also, I'll tell you about my dreams. Maybe I shouldn't have told you. Like, do people? Oh, yeah. oh, God, 
God, I'm, I have a more exciting life asleep. <laughs> I have whole whole adventures. I have a whole. It's like going into a parallel universe. Well, I think you've definitely sold it. For uh, I know I'm coming now. Oh, sure. good! I'm really um, glad. I only have one last question for you. I do, do you come have down. a song request? Oh, oh, what was that? Song? Do you have a song request? Oh, okay, a song. Yes. Why? Do, how? Why, how much have you got? In how much access to all the songs? I have YouTube, so whatever you want, <laughs> we okay. can give it a go. Well, let's. Ha why don't we have some? Um, Radiohead. Oh, the song. The, what's it? Dreams. The dreams. Because I lost it. The song about dreams. In dreams. Dreaming. In dreams. Dreaming. Daydreaming. Daydreams. We'll play daydreaming. In dreams. That's Ooh. Tom York impression. Definitely. I mean, Tom. Sorry, Tom York. Tom York. I love that. Eh? <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank Charlie. you so much. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to talk and laugh with you. Oh. oh. And well. remember, everyone. Listening, Charmian's new show, What Not, is on at the Fringe Club, 20 Princess Street, 8pm, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 24th, 25th, 26th, be there or be square. Lovely, look forward to seeing you everyone. Awesome. Bye. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.